Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the heartland, Bryant at 69ing Chipmunks, Ryan at P-O-T-H, Ryan V, Clark at P-O-T-H, Brew, Joey at P-O-T-H, Hosky, and Trent at P-O-T-H, Trent. Hello, friends. It is Masters Week, and it is an amateur hour, 17. How are we doing tonight? So are we only talking about college golf or what? Yeah. <laughs> well, Jim Nance was part of the national championship. Yeah. I, I, think it, I think it worked out perfect. Hello, yeah. friends. <laughs> how, how was it? How would you rate my Nance? Like two out of ten? I didn't try too hard. but Two and a half. I, I was going to give it more than that. I was going to say at least, you know, a four or five. It's right. pretty good. But I feel yeah. if I go a little more like sultry and a little like softer voice, it either one will sound like those old Iowa State commercials with sucked ass. Or <laughs> two, I'll sound like a, like a creeper. And I don't want to do that. You know, I, just want to be, I don't want people to think I'm some freak or weirdo. I'm just a nerd who likes to talk about college sports. That's all I want people to know me for. <laughs> so. But appreciate everyone joining in tonight and listening. Um, I would say we're going to talk about, I mean, it's basically just men's men's and women's Final Four and basketball uh, championships. And thankfully, there's a lot of drama. So we actually have a decent amount to talk about. I don't know how much we'll get into it too much, but um, it, it lasted well past Sunday and Monday for sure. But we'll, uh, we'll kind of jump in here. And uh, we wouldn't be talking about Final Four basketball or women's basketball without bringing up... Um, Cat Catlin Clark? Oh, Caitlin Clark. Sorry. Never heard I, of her. Yeah. <laughs> how how many times do you have to hear her name and broadcast to know how to say it? It's it's seared in my I'll be honest, the only thing that helped is it le- I learned how to spell her name. I I always thought it was a Y at, at the uh, end there, but it's nice. So now now I know. It, it got ingrained in my brain now for three hundred times in a in a game, but um <laughs> trivia question. First uh Caitlin Clark, again, everyone's talking about her being phenomenal, and rightfully so. Scores, uh, you know, lights out. She just scores buckets and buckets of points. Um, she has pay, played 37 career games, and only once has she scored less than 10 points in a game. So only one single-digit game. Uh, who's against? Is it a Big Ten opponent? Oh, I got. I can't tell you that. I, I got to. Uh, I mean, I know. I, I just want to know if it's in conference or out of conference. Come on. Yeah, it's in conference. All okay. I know because Bryant had the answers in the agenda, and I saw it the oh. other day. Well, yeah, I put them in the agenda. I just changed the highlighted code. That's your fault for highlighting everything, man. That- I, no, it wasn't highlighted. Nothing oh, was highlighted. I could see it. it. I did have that like on Monday, so that's my bad. I'm, yeah. All right, my guess is Maryland. Maryland, close, I would say, because there would have been the connection of Angel Reese. But, uh, no, it was Northwestern her freshman year, and she scored eight points. So it wasn't even like a terrible performance. It was just very <laughs> unlike her. So um, so that's the first one. We always got to start with Caitlin Clark now. Um, the second trivia question, Trent gave me this one as well. So, unfortunately, Clark, you're going to have to just be the <laughs> only one to guess on this one too. In the last five years, in the men's Final Four, there have been 18 different teams of the 20 possible. Name the two teams that have been there multiple times. Uh, I, I got two guesses, and it's Kansas and Kansas. Well, Kansas is one of them. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I knew Kansas was one of them. Um, yeah. The other one, I'm going to say, gosh, I really want to say Baylor, but I'm feeling like that's not right. Um Baylor's a good know. guess, but that is incorrect. I'll give you another yeah. guess. Not a Big 12 team. <laughs> well, yeah, my, next, my next guess is actually Virginia. Non-Power Close. 5. <laughs> We're going to keep narrowing it down. <laughs> Not power, just give me the damn answer. <laughs> okay, Villanova. <laughs> ah, of course. You yeah. said V, and I was like, oh, he got it. Damn. Yeah. Damn it. Jay Wright, come on. Yeah, yeah it was cool. funny. Like on Monday, I texted Bryant. I was like, hey, I got a trivia question for uh the, for the pod and then you did i texted it to him immediately like did you look at the same fox graphic i did i was like yes uh, i would say if i wasn't so lazy this week i would have had the graphics up there but but i was astounded you know we were i think we're really starting to see a lot more parody in the um in college basketball um obviously 
UConn, um, you know, had their their team. But, uh, dude, I, I mean, it, it's been insane that not only we've had 18 different Final Four teams, they said of the last, th- uh, I think it's the last four national title champions, not one of them has been ranked number one. So it's always yeah. out of left field. Yeah. Interesting. So. But we'll, uh, um, I saw a graphic today that had every national champion in men's basketball, and it had like, well, UCLA, yeah. like 11, UNC, eight, and then so on and so forth, down to one. Arizona has only won one national championship. Like, yeah. I, that kind of surprised me. And like, University of San Francisco has won two. They're dominant in the 50s, I think. I think it was like yeah. 758. Wyoming has won a national championship. Hey, those cowboys. There were a few schools that kind of really surprised me, especially with Arizona um, only winning one. Are those that? in the tournament era? Like uh, Wyoming's championship? No, I think that's just all time. Yeah, okay. all time men's yeah, championships. Okay. Um, what's another? What's that movie? The, the old school one that's about UTEP. But it was that El Paso oh. team, and they beat Iowa in that movie. Like every, it feels like every like, there's a lot more references to Iowa losing to teams like in Water, water, water Boy, Boy. <laughs> whatever this one. Is. I it's, it sounds fucking stupid because I don't know what the name of the movie is. Is it like Glory Road or something like that? That sounds close. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to get back to you. Get our research department on it and Coach but, Carter. <laughs> yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna play basketball in El Paso, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Well, let's just, so let's just jump into the women's basketball. Um uh, you know, LSU beat Vautech. I don't think there's anything too crazy in that one. Um me so me and Trent uh did a little bet. We put together a counter of uh how many times Caitlin Clark would be mentioned in a game because we were just trying to one half joking like they mention her all the time blah blah, blah. and uh, Trent you want to tell them how many times they mentioned her name in the South Carolina game now again Caitlin had a like career performance all time yeah. tournament game and Iowa snuck a, a win out seventy seven seventy three because Har fought uh, how many times did you count them saying her name so you stopped at the end of the game I went mm-hmm. to the end of the broadcast I got two eighty two. 180 times now you know we we were joking i think it was last week or two weeks ago we're like i you know probably 150 because we're including every time they go clark with the ball clark with the pass that's two references so it's a little skewed because she was so so dominant in that game and she was very vital their team uh didn't they say like every point and assist was contributed because of her in the fourth quarter fourth quarter yes and and they didn't miss saying her name a single time. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, so it, it involved between the hype of, of her, her having an all-time performance, and us being very jealous Cyclone fans, watching <laughs> her just fucking dominate a team where it's like, finally, the the Gamecocks are going to shut them up, you know? And they, they played a, a, a tremendous game. I really want to ask a question, just to clarify. Mm-hmm. We're not counting any time that it was mentioned as uh, she or her. Nope. Correct. Yeah. To say Caitlin Finding. and or Clark. Okay. Yeah. 280 times in yes. one broadcast. In 154 minutes. And I started the timer at the beginning, stopped at the end. Didn't stop it for commercials. So if you mm-hmm. take the commercials out. Yeah. So, Go ahead. I, I feel bad. Because Joey always says it's like watching the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I, we oh. got to count a Chiefs game. We gotta, we yeah. do. See, that's this, the next fun one, I think. This fall, we're doing a Mahomes count. All right. Because, and, and that one will be interesting because, I mean, you know, you have a three and out. You're only going to get three mentions in like a 15 And you, with our defense, they could be a long drive and then he could not be out there. But that would but be they're still talking about him when they're on defense, just like. Oh, yeah. They did with Caitlin Clark. She'd be on the bench with three fouls in the second quarter. Hell. They're still talking about it. I was so. going to say, how did, did, did we figure out how many possessions they had in this game for the basketball game? Didn't. I did not look into that, to be honest. Because, like, how many times her name was mentioned per possession? Like, I mean, I know it's got to be atrocious. The average is probably like 60 possessions in a game. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna try and pull it up here uh, real quick, Probably but I mean like... they really didn't have many um, 
like turnovers either. You know, where, yeah. where Iowa took advantage of a turnover. And I don't believe Caitlin Clark was typically the one, if there was a turnover, the one that's, you know, going to run it down. Usually it's a, it's another one of their players. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to look it up real quick with my computer as janky as it is, but it, it's just I mean, something regardless. I was, you, you guys said that number. And I was like, God, like how many possessions did they have? Like how many times were... say they had, uh, I mean, if they had 70 possessions, that's four times a possession. Yeah. But we were also counting during halftime pregame. Yeah. True. I, I will be honest. I, I added probably like three when I saw that, you know, again, we're saying this as jealous Cyclone fans, and what she did was amazing. It made watching women's basketball possible. I wouldn't be watching it if it wasn't for a phenom like her. But when they got to the solar system, uh, uh, um, what am I trying to say? Like, logo, it shows her with, yeah, graphic, thank you, with like Pluto and Jupiter around. I was like, okay, like, because she's not a star, she's a, she's a whole solar system trend. <laughs> I was just like, okay, like, uh, I think that was, it was either that was the most obnoxious in that game, or there was a point where, like, deep in the game, I don't know if you guys caught it, but um, I think she tweaked her ankle or something. She she got hurt, like, just minor. Mm-hmm. She had to take a small break, and and they literally go, um, and Kate, as Caitlin Clark winces, so does America. I'm like, okay, like, I yes, <laughs> she's a good player, but like, like I'm sitting here, oh no, Caitlin, like we're just. <laughs> Like, come on, man. Like, now, it, it, go I, I, got a, I got a question for you. You know, I think a lot of people who don't normally follow women's college basketball mm-hmm. watch the national championship because of her. Yeah. And because <laughs> of the Hawkeyes. I will 100% sit here with Iowa State on my chest saying that that's the reason I watched it. Well, um, I'm going to say this as with LSU on my shirt. <laughs> now that it was because of Caitlin Clark too. Yeah, and if let's say South Carolina beats Iowa on Friday night, who who's watching the national championship? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to. Th- we, what we should have done, Trent, was you count Caitlin Clark and I count Aaliyah Boston. So you could they're the two national players of the year, or Zia Cook. You know, she was going. You, you know, and Fuego, and mm-hmm. it was just like she was trying to will that team to to get past Iowa, and they just were not missing shots, dude. Well, Boston uh, sat on the bench for most of that first half. She yeah, got some I, early fouls, which there. you know Iowa fans were complaining about, and ever I think everyone was. We were complaining about the fouls that are being called in that game. I mean, that's what happened to South Carolina is their stars got fouls early, and they and they tried to just let their bench play play and out. But speaking speaking of fouls, like I think the new like women's college basketball or WNBA logo should be this. A <laughs> <laughs> man shrugging. Every time the whistle is blown, one of those girls goes. Yeah. I, I, I noticed that a little bit. Like every time. You, you, honestly, the, if there's ever one, I would say negative on Kaylin, I think sometimes she like shrugs or does the huh? You, you know, like all the time. But so does Mahomes. When you're the star, you're always going, I'm playing perfect. You, you know, I, I don't get where, where I'm getting penalized here. But, you know, if that's the one thing against you. I, you know, I'm not going to get mad at her because ESPN's no. riding her knob so hard. I'm know? not saying it's her. I'm saying it was every. Everyone everyone yeah especially like the south carolina girls were awful at it if, if you go back and watch that game yeah. every time there's a foul called they do it are, are you talking about like the the uh golly i the, the big like center or, for, or forward is who you're talking about right like she All, had plenty every, of, like every one of them mm-hmm. <laughs> so but you know for just as many cringe mo- moments like that though we do have the badass kind of when um waving the three-pointer off she's like yeah. no go ahead and shoot and do you know how bad you have to be trent if i i don't care if, if i'm playing basketball against her if someone's leaving me that wide open and they say i'm going to refuse it i just have to chuck it up at that point like you can't pass, and she did she passed it away yeah but late in the game though she hit three of them yeah i <laughs> so she she made her finally pay but it was just like in that moment no one remembers the three mm-hmm. you know uh uh three threes everyone remembers her getting waved off from 10 feet away and then she goes oh and then passes it 
you know, I, did, I, I saw a graphic that was a shot of how far Caitlin Clark was away from her. And it mm. says, if you're a guard in a, in a D one program and you're not shooting this shot, you don't deserve yeah. to be a D one guard. Yeah. I, I mean, but again, that's just situational awareness. If you know, someone's not hitting threes, you know, and they really weren't all night. They, they, I think what was it? They shot 20% from three. Um, I have here. I mean, they they were shooting god awful. So it's like, yeah, I, it was one of those. We'll just set ourselves up for the rebound. We're yeah. not going to give you the easy inside points. They just crowded the paint and and excuse me. And kudos to Iowa for having a good game plan in the South Carolina game. Now, uh, one thing again, as a petty Iowa State fan, I will point out: South Carolina had their worst game of the year. They they out rebounded them by twenty four, and it, you know, but in the same time, they missed forty seven shots in that game. Yeah. Which, if we want to compare it to terrible offense, Iowa State, who had an abysmal game versus Pittsburgh, only missed 46 shots in their game. So, <laughs> you, you know, when you when you have a team in the semifinals miss 47 shots, I would have thought they would have won by more than four. But that, that just kind of shows you how good South Carolina actually was, man. It, yep. You know, to miss that many shots and they're still with two-possession game. Yeah. So, um, and, and then yeah, – <laughs> I don't know how much we want to linger on at the LSU game. I feel like the game's been going on for fucking four days straight. But uh, <laughs> LSU, speaking of, if, if you know, LSU just lights out. They're, it's their best lights out. I don't even know how to describe it, but they won 102 to 85. Everything went in for them. Um, Caitlin Clark still had her 30 points, two rebounds, eight assists. So she was still trying to do everything she could to keep it relevant. But um, do we couldn't even get a triple double? Pathetic. <laughs> I was legit pissed. I was just like, when I saw South Carolina in Iowa going back and forth, I bet the over in that game. Over was 153, and they got to 150. And then they started slowing the game down. I was like, I I, I was just sitting here. I'm like, it was like for $5. But I'm like, are you kidding me? I have We have the greatest star in the sport. She goes off. South Carolina can't hit a shot to save their freaking lives, you know? <laughs> but, um. <clears throat> do we want to get into the class versus classless thing? I think it's been, it's pretty worn out, and I think it's been established that there are very different circumstances in how one player did it versus another. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's kind of beating a dead horse right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Chase you down, Clark's yeah. like, I got my ring. Hang on, Trey, I'm gonna come find you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Just the way both players did it was a little bit different yeah is what i'll say yes and no yes and yeah. no. And, and let's be honest kind of douchey on both sides but it, <laughs> it but it's like you know what the good example i thought of was was in clark you'll remember this to a t the bucks super bowl tyreek all fucking year burns all these dbs and oh peace sign see you fuckers and then what happens in the super bowl he we get an interception and guess what what i think anthony or antonio winfield right he throws up the deuces yeah. scores a touchdown it's like well you got to expect that's going to happen, dude. You, you know, yeah. and, and the same thing with, with Caitlin. You throw a, you know, you can't see me. They're going to do the same thing. But, yeah. um, you know, to be honest, the other thing is, like, with John Cena, I've never seen him not see me that long. She not seen me for, like, 24 seconds straight. She was just, <laughs> I'm getting a little dizzy just doing it myself, and I'm sitting down, you know? <laughs> so, um, the, the one I probably would enjoy, uh how weird was it that Joe Biden invited him to the White House <laughs> even after they lost? Jill? Jill did. Yeah, doc, Dr. Jill. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Doc, Dr. Jill. She didn't go well, to we, doctor, we live doctor in the school for eight years to generation, not We live in the generation of participation trophies, so that's theirs. I, I'm I'm legit surprised they didn't just invite Kaylin. Like, I get the gesture, but it's like... <laughs> Like, I, I mean, because they, they got, like, don't they have some, like, humanity, humanitarian awards? I'm surprised they didn't give her some kind of, like, BS title to just invite her. That's who they want to see. Let, let's yeah. be real honest, you know? It's yeah. it's not too late to give her a Congressional Medal of Honor. Let's, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to think of, like, what, what she could, like, a Purple Heart. You, you could make a joke there between LSU beating them and, you know, her, whatever, dying on that court for women's basketball or some shit. But... <laughs> no, I would say, and, and yeah, between Jill inviting him and now th that that Angel Reese, I I I had heard of her watching the tournament because she was a star for their team, 
But boy, she's taken this 15 minutes wherever all eyes are on her and she's anything that's said, she's going to say it louder, whatever she thinks. I think with the Jill Biden thing, she's not going to the White House now. And she's uh, she said, uh, we'll go to the Obamas. Um, <laughs> do, ex, do ex-presidents invite uh, championship athletes to their houses? I don't think so. Do you think Bill has invited any uh, volleyball or uh, or basketball players to his place back in the Pro- day? Probably, Probably a yes. lot. Yeah, yeah, I would what, say so. What sport did uh, what sport did Monica play? <laughs> Seems like a like a rugby type of gal, you know. <laughs> field hockey. <laughs> yeah, women's hockey or well, yeah, field hockey. That that's got to be for sure. What she was <laughs> a defender or some shit. So, um, but the the uh thing I, I'm wondering because because again all the all these eyes and all these kind of comments, it, I think it kind of brings it down, but. Do you think the lingering attention after the season, it wasn't just over once the uh, confetti flew down, does bringing all this attention and kind of building this rivalry between LSU being, quote-unquote, the bad guys because Caitlin Clark was the good story, do you think yeah. that builds the women's basketball by having a villain with Kim Mulkey too, Kim Mulkey in this team, you know, that, that again, they played ball, uh, balls out, and I think it's only, you know, I think it was Kim Mulkey or their, their school's first title but everyone's just mad mm-hmm. because it's they either don't like Kim because of her past and, and Baylor dominating the Big 12 for a couple decades and all these angel comments. Well, I think it's they don't like Kim Mulkey because I'm not on PETA's side a lot or ever until now. How many flamingos died, <laughs> Kim? How many tigers died, how many Dalmatians died to make your jackets for this tournament, Kim? Walking into her closet must be like visiting a menagerie. It's, yeah. be where, it's just like Bryant when we brought up the Garth Brooks thing. Where are the bodies, Kim? <laughs> I bet you on her, the outside of her closet, you ever uh, play video games and it's like, hey, be careful due to photosensitive, you know, we have some images in this game that might cause seizures. I think that's just on her closet before he walks in. Where he's bedazzled and pink and you're sort of folding at the mouth. You have to put a wall in there to stop. Isn't there like a, a scene in Ace Ventura when he goes to the guy's, like the trophy hunter's guy's house and he like opens it and it's like his trophy room and there's just like, and he's just like, like zoomed in and like. What a lovely home! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that, that that is a perfect comparison, Dude, That's <laughs> it. Oh my god! But no, I would say I, I, me, I, I think you, I think that was as much as I, you know, somewhat state pride and everyone being in somewhat of a better mood. I think this helps with build women's basketball. Now, now everyone's going to tune in. Now it's Caitlin's revenge tour next year. Now they're going to all be tuning in to what, you know, or everyone that loved LSU this year. Now they're going to be tuning in to watch them because, hey, they're the badasses that took them down. And it wasn't even close. You, you know, they took down the all-star in, in the sport. Yeah, I, I think it will bring attention to women's college basketball next year. I really do. Um, because, like, what did they said ESPN said that that Iowa game on Friday – like the ratings outnumbered every NBA game that they put on ESPN put on this whole year. Yep. Uh, I believe so, it. so yeah, I, I think that it will bring attention to women's college basketball this coming season. I heard Iowa. I think they, uh, they are like, they had to stop taking season ticket requests because they have to yeah. figure out how to filter to get everyone in. So that, I mean, that's huge for their program, dude. Yep. I would say, cause they're always going to sell out the football games. I think they do. I think kind of below average, but you know, they probably do fine in men's basketball. If you're selling out season tickets for women's, that's a sport where you're typically not never going to make money. It's kind of no offense like the WNBA. And now they're selling out season tickets because of Caitlin. So, I mean, she's helping poor little Iowa you know, they, they have a few outbound expenses that they don't want to get into. So they're going to need to recoup some of it with Caitlin here. So how many years of eligibility does she have left Two. Uh, yeah, I think she can play up to two more years. She has another year before she can declare for the WNBA. Why? Play for two more years and be a legend, man. I, well, I mean, she's going to make more in NIL she, than she would in the WNBA. True. But I'm kind of wondering if those endorsements are limited to NIL. Like, is she still going to be She's still going to be able to cash in freaking endorsements going pro? So 
I for sure. I still think she needs to petition Iowa to change the uh, uh, the name on the front for the mascot. They need to change it to the Clark Eyes for one game. Her her final senior year game, just to have the I, Iowa Clark Eyes. I, I can't remember the name, but I think Trent wanted it to be uh, number twenty four. Just her eyes on the screen. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't remember eyes. her name. Apparently <laughs> yeah. she does. Apparently she does have. Uh, according to Joey, has an NIL deal with Raygun and got a shirt already. Mm. So no, I was because there's no limit to the NIL. I mean, look at Libby. Speaking of LSU, uh, Libby for LSU, she's got one of the biggest social media presences, and she's. Like when NIL started, she was the number one until football started coming around. And those deals started racking up. But I mean, you, you know, you're seeing that the, the these women can, you know, if you're proven to be a star, it's not. We we all used to joke like, oh yeah, it's just women's sports. You know, Clark's going to probably be a millionaire in college. You know, mm-hmm. with all the endorsements that are going to start coming our way. I do believe I saw a graphic recently that had the top NL NIL earners. Mm-hmm. I think number five on the list. Can, can you name? It was a female. What sport she was in? Um. Well, is it that Livy for gymnastics? Gymnastics, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Olivia. Um. Yeah, Livy Dunn. There we go. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what university she's from. LSU. Oh. Uh, yeah. Is that is what you're just talking about? Is that the shirt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't making the connection. My bad. But uh, no, I would say I. I, I still think if if you're Caitlin Clark, you you just stay for the full four years. Like you said, what are you going to get she, out of the WNBA? That's not you. You could cement yourself as the women's basketball player up with the. You know they're already talking about her and Sue Bird and and Candace Parker and everything else. You you have two more years where you can just cement that, and she's probably going to fucking demolish the all time points record if she keeps it up. Is she a junior this this? She was just a junior, correct? Like, she'll have a senior and COVID year, right? Yes. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up leaders all time for women's basketball. We we know because we already powdered about it, but Ashley Jones is number six all time. I, w- oh. I wonder how far Caitlin is down the list here. Probably not very, I would assume. How many, how many points is she at? What's that? Caitlin How Clark? many points oh. is she at? She's not in the top 25 right now. So, I mean, she's got a little ways to go. I, I couldn't – she's got to be damn close if she's not in the top 25, man. Let's see here. 2,800 is at the bottom. But has she taken a mid-major to the Final Four? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like my girl Jackie Styles. <laughs> no. No, thank you for clarifying the no. I apologize. So, who who is number one? Oh God, you did it right after I left the the page here. I'm trying to find the her total points here. Jaeger says Rebecca Lobo. Rebecca Lobo. All right, there we go. Her yeah, Jesus. Career points, uh, twenty seven seventeen. And she's got two more years to go. So she, so the record is like 35 and some change. She has to score 800 points in two years. I, I mean, she Wait. could not only just get the record, but she could demolish it. She's at how many points? 27-17. Number 25 right now is a 28-35. So she's going to have that in the first like six games next year and at most. What was number one? <laughs> Roughly 800 <clears throat> points? No. No, number one is Kelsey Plum for Washington. Uh-huh. She sc- scored a career 3,527 points. Kelsey Plum was the one who broke Jackie Styles' career points record. I got gotcha. you. That's gotcha. um, Season records, what what did Caitlin score this year? Because Kelsey Plum holds that at 1,109. For, for uh, season sorry, scoring. For season scoring, that I couldn't So if... Caitlin Clark stays two more years and say they play 30 games in those both years. She only has to average 13 points a game to beat that record. You know, <laughs> nah, I don't know if she can do it actually. Never mind. Here, here's the thing about like these, these extra years. You think back to high school, you think about, Oh, well this guy flunked like three times. No wonder he's still playing 
varsity basketball mm-hmm. and has a scoring record because he's been here too many damn years. Like that's kind of yeah. how I'm seeing these COVID year records. Well, in in the the Troy Mercer kid, Antone Davis, we right? talked about a few weeks back yeah. about him complaining he was five point shy. It's like, dude, you had five years. I don't know what to, what more you want us to give you, dude. I mean, you make five free throws, five more free throws over five years. You own that. He's, he's. I guarantee he went back. Just think of all those times where where he shot and there was an off ball foul or something and win it. You know, yeah. he's thinking of every single little <laughs> one at that point, but. Yeah, again, all she's got to do, and yeah, everyone will say the COVID year, but she demolishes the record this year. Just stay for the another year. Make it unattainable. So, I mean, if she just stays for one more year and averages 26 points a game, which she probably could, she could yeah. pass it next year and have a full season on top of that. That's what I'm saying, dude. Good. Just do it. It's It would feel a little bit like when USC had that uh, amazing football year and then Matt Liner and everyone came back. You know, it kind of like she's taking ballroom dancing is the only class mm-hmm. and all she all, the only other thing she's doing is, is shooting basketballs and then staring at a wall waiting for the next time she gets to shoot basketballs. I mean, that's <laughs> I think that's just how she's wired. You know, if you are that top of an athlete, you got to have a bit of a screw loose and just basketball is your mind yep. the whole time. So, um, and just for good reference, Caitlin Clark. So I don't think we said her name enough. <laughs> <laughs> it became a joke and now that's all we're the first about. 31 minutes of this podcast we've been talking about Dude, her i i do believe there was a record set in the game though yeah she i think she had the most uh points in the tournament didn't she in tournament she history set the yeah record for most points over the six games no yeah that's not what i'm talking about oh what, what was it angel reese triple doubles in a season she set the record in the game against iowa Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I mentioned it more than the broadcast just now, so you're welcome. <laughs> I thought Caitlin Clark had, like, more triple-doubles, or is that double-doubles than, like, number two all-time by by far? It's probably double-doubles. I got gotcha. you. Well, good good on her. I, I mean, again, she, she, played her, she played her ass off, but I, I just think the, you know, you can talk your talk. It, it's, there's talking your talk, and then there's just mouthing off and, and you know, doing your own thing, which... Again, that's what winners get to do. Winners write the history books. They get to say whatever they mm-hmm. want, and the losers can pout about it and, and win and just try and win next year. Then, you know, there yeah. there was one thing. It was like in their post game thing that somebody asked them a question. The LSU players a question. They said, "Yeah, Caitlin's a phenomenal player, but you got to put some respect on our name." It's like, dude, you just won the national championship, and you're still on this. Yeah, come on. I, well, that's like the one thing. It's kind of like when, you know, a lot of people are are getting, I would say the only equivalent I know is like Mahomes. They get pissed off at him and they go, well, Mahomes, it's like he and her and, and all these top, top athletes, I think they're starting to realize, you you know, you just be professional and just, you know, mention team and, and talk positive on everything. And that's everything I heard, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's going to love you for it. You know, everyone was kind of going exactly like she said that. And typically everyone's like, oh, she must have been talking smack. And it's like, then you hear the post game. It's like, well, no, they played phenomenal. You know, we knew they were going to be a tough team. It's like, w- when did they talk shit? You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe on the court, maybe we just didn't hear it. I don't yeah. know. But. You, I think you, it was a, the media. If you watched more than Jesse's last couple games, Caitlin talks shit on the court every single game mm-hmm. against Louisville, a Haley Van Lith. Uh, she, yeah. Caitlin pointed at the scoreboard and said, you're down by 15. So- Shut up, bitch. Um, yeah. So it, it's shit like that that these other players have seen, and they just they take it to heart. And yeah, it, it, but it's weird that it's just like they talk shit to Louisville, and they're like, "I'm taking that personal." It's like, eh, but it's Louisville. Like, were <laughs> And the other thing is like, uh, what was her name? The lip girl. I mean, she was talking more shit in the game previous to Texas. Remember, they had the the scuffle or the you know tie up, and, and then she and then she told him get. Out, she told the uh, Texas player, "Get out of my face, bitch!" It's just like. I like that. I, cool. Good. You've got some tempers. You're flaring. You got the competitive spirit. So, um, yeah, no, I, again, again, we've just spent as much as we joke about it. 34 minutes now talking about women's basketball. Yeah. It, it, it's officially arrived, baby. If you want to talk about women's basketball a little bit more, how about them? Iowa state transfers. <laughs> oh, 
uh, I wanted to keep it positive, Trent. I didn't want to uh, break. I didn't want to break out the tears here. Ooh, they had five players uh, transfer in ten days. Uh, I think there's yeah. three players on that team right now. Was but, Ashley Jones the one holding that team together? Um, she's I think the best Bill player. Finley is, yeah, she she was the best Easy. player, but I think Bill Finley is a bit of a, a a he's a bit of a hard ass. Yeah, but I mean, you got to in order to. You know, I think kind of sculpt some of the, the the talent that you have at Iowa State that you're bringing in to compete at a Texas level or right now in Iowa level. Yeah. You know, and Iowa State um, has sustained that success for he's been there 26 years. You know, and yeah, it didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, I think just now we're starting to see more of the they're starting to see the oh well I can just leave and and start getting more playing time in a mid major immediately because yep. three of them really didn't have any minutes. I think I can't remember which one it was. There, there was one solid contributor, solid minutes, double-digit points. Um, Trent, if you could get the names, because I, I, well, I don't have them in front of me. But Lexi Donarski's one. Thank you. Lexi was the the main contributor that was kind of the the big blow. She was the fifth one, so that's where this kind of really got a lot of, lot of uh, attention to it. But, you know, three of them were either younger or didn't have any minutes, and one of them had gotten major minutes her freshman year, and they had dwindled the last two. So it's like I can't blame her for transferring mm-hmm. out of a program that basically didn't play her the yep. last couple of years. You know, uh, I'm not done talking about women's basketball either. Ooh, yeah. Well, you want to talk about the WNIT? Congratulations, <laughs> women Jayhawks, on your <laughs> NIT championship. Well done. So the lady, the lady Jays. Yeah, proud of them. <laughs> Won the NIT, baby. Yeah. Who'd they play? <laughs> My wife told me they won. She showed me the score and she's like, hey, they just won the NIT. Sweet. Nice. They went and they beat. Oh, come on. <laughs> Is it not in a headline here? I <laughs> <laughs> Columbia, of course. We all keep track of the WNIT. Columbia. <laughs> they 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 beat. So they beat so so the nerds of Kansas beat up the nerds of the Ivy League. Congratulations, Clark. You feel good about yourself? <laughs> yeah. Beating all, all the poindixters and pipsqueaks on their team. Hey, they they won. Okay. They're winners. They got a championship, that's for sure. Is Kansas women's basketball like I know they're not to Kansas level dominance. Are they upper tier? Or are they? Kind I of think they were kind of middle of the road in Big Twelve this year. I think. Yeah. You know, we're, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to start keeping track. We we can. You know, I think everyone does football podcasts, and we do too. I think we're gonna find our niche. We're gonna exclusively do women's basketball next year, and we're gonna we're gonna rise those podcast rankings. That's amateur hours. Women's amateur hour. Yeah. Uh, with amateur with hour. Women's amateur. Four hour. dudes. Yeah, podcast. <laughs> exactly who you want covering women's basketball. White men who didn't play college ball. Here we go. Can, can I just tag my wife in? That'd be yeah. I say most of the information I have came from her, anyways. Yeah, uh, well, so, you still have to be on here, so you get a second setup for her. Okay, I'll just slide over here a little bit. Tag her in, and we'll just all wear wigs. And they, won't, <laughs> they won't know the difference. I got one ready. I'll go get it. Hang on. <laughs> Oh well, so let's move on to men's. We we I think we we put the nail in the coffin on on women's here. Um, the men's final four in Houston. Uh, San San Diego State beat uh, FAU in a in a uh, solid game, seventy two seventy one. Buzzer beater. Um, game winner. Yeah. yeah, we we needed we needed a classic game like that because holy shit, the other two games. I mean, I bet money on both games, so I loved every part of the UConn games, but. They were boring games. I mean, they, they UConn just got so far ahead. It just it was just like it wasn't a question of like were they going to win. It was like are they going to win by double digits again or like <laughs> it was always it, my my favorite part is the announcers. I feel bad for them because they have to like make this product entertaining, and they're like and Miami's brought it to within eight with four minutes left. It's like okay, they need a historic run, and then it would be like uh, Sonogo would just go and dunk the basketball. It's like oh okay, well never mind. It's double digit lead again. Oh, Miami turned it over, and you know it would just they would just have catastrophes every single game, yeah, you know. But um, yeah, UConn beat Miami 72-59, and then I mean championship game. Usually, I was expecting San Diego State to you know have a little better defense at the beginning of that game, mm-hmm. but again, UConn was just so dominant early on, and I think they got to like a I think it was a fourteen point lead early on. 
I mean, they were just climbing uphill the whole damn time. Yeah, I, I, I said it in the text uh, conversation with you guys. I think with about ten minutes left uh, in the game, it was about mm-hmm. ten o'clock. I'm just like, you know what? Um, it's been a ten to fifteen point game the whole game. They ain't coming back. Uh, it's bedtime. Well, shit. What the game started at like what eight? Eight twenty. Oh my yeah, god. Dude. Yeah, I didn't even try to watch it. Like. It- we're complaining about it. Imagine being on the East Coast and every single freaking game. Hey, 9.30 at night, you ready to start your championship game? Yeah. And imagine being a, a gambler on the East Coast. God, you have to watch that game, you know, to make sure that they covered the, I think it was a seven-point spread with, with ease. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when they got it down to eight within four minutes, uh, you know, I was sweating a little bit. I put up five units on that, on that game. <laughs> I had to. By units, you mean more... like, like bands, right? You put five bands on it? Oh, Stacks. Five, five Abe Lincolns on that whole game. <laughs> but I had this. So, I mean, I, I want a cool 24 bucks, you know, and I usually bet $5. So that was like, I felt like Scrooge McDuck. I was just going to start throwing, <laughs> throwing Lincolns all over my living room, you know? Bryant dives into his pile of gold and is safe. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the yeah. gift. I, I mean, if I, if I would have bought Doge, with my winnings and then i would have sold after elon made doge uh, like the logo for a day or on twitter or some shit golly i would be in the tens of dozens of dollars right now it'd be insane he'd be laying on a stack of cash down in a uh storage unit right now yep yeah it's like fuel yep if uh... you gotta keep the bugs off it you know (laughs) i'd look like white fuel (laughs) (laughs) i uh I would say if there's one bet, going back to women's basketball for one small detail, I knew, I just had this weird feeling. I was like, I should just put money on Iowa because it's the emotional investment we've talked about. Either I was going to win and I'm going to be make five times my money on this game, or they lose and then I'd kind of be happy as a as a jealous Iowa State <laughs> fan. Like that was the win win there, and I just I couldn't get over betting on Caitlin Clark. I, I just I wanted to be a crybaby pee pants about it, you know. <laughs> Sounds fair. So, um, but UConn again, they've won won every single game by double digits, dominant tournament here. Fifth title since 1999, three different coaches at the helm. Clark, real quick, who are the na- three coaches? Or or Trent, either one can answer. Go Trent. I'm uh, terrible. Terrible. What's, name. Is his name Jim Calhoun? Yep. He won. I Who's our current coach? I don't even know. I can't remember his name either. <laughs> Clark, do you remember? No, Brian, I do not. I'm terrible at names. Dan Hurley and then fuck Dan it. Dan Hurley. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Ollie. Okay. Ollie. I, Kevin I, Ollie. I, yeah, Kevin Ollie. He had he had the Kemba Walker. That yeah. that was uh mm. that was every every uh game of spring beer pong I, I played that uh that spring, I would yell Kemba instead of Kobe. Kemba. R.I.P. Dude had a ridiculous tournament. Oh, dude, he that that was that was one of those where, again, why I love that tournament. You know, you can have a solid bowl game in football. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, Jackson and Jigba. He had that solid Rose Bowl. Okay, cool. We still remember Kemba from years later because of that solid t- overall tournament he had. You know, well, he had a ridiculous Big East tournament before that too, didn't he? Yeah, no, I think we talked about when we were doing our, our all-time, you know, tournament players that we think of. I still remember Jerry McNamara's historic run at Syracuse in that tournament just to get Syracuse into the mm-hmm. tournament, you know? That was freaking 15 years ago. Yep. So, um, But U- UConn, they are, are – uh, I don't know. We, we were talking about the whole time if they would have won their blue blood. I – are they blue blood? I, I guess let's just leave it at that. Are they a blue blood? Not only just in men's. Overall, they have the most titles, uh, men's and women's total. UCLA has all 11 in men's. But but UConn, they have 11 in women's, 5 in men's. They have 16 total, the most in Division One, But they only have six appearances in the national championship on the men's side. They're only. efficient, Bryant. How many championships do they have in that time? They, 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 went, to six ter- they went to six championships. They've won five. Yeah, five. Anybody else won five in the last 20 years? Well, not Duke or 
uh, or North Carolina. They they have the most in in this time span of twenty five years. The, the, yeah, the answer oh. is no. Nobody else has been as dominant as UConn has mm-hmm. in the last twenty years. Nobody else is as relevant in college basketball as UConn is in the last twenty years. Yeah, they're freaking blue blood. Yeah, I would agree. I uh, I did see a little pissy Kansas fan on uh, on uh, Twitter that was saying that they're not a blue blood yet because they haven't been to as many championship games as the Jayhawks. And someone answered, "It's like so a criteria for blue bloods you have to lose championship <laughs> games because <laughs> <laughs> like, you haven't you haven't lost eight yet, you know." So it's like, mm. but uh, yeah, I mean, I I I think the only thing that that throws everyone off is just the the recency, but now I wouldn't say recency bias, but the recency of they're all within the first 25 years or the last 25 years here, you know, you don't have the, I guess the North Carolina titles in the eighties and seventies and stuff, but does that diminish it all? Or is it, they are just blue bloods. They are amongst the ranks. now. I would say they're amongst the ranks. Like why do they have to be good in the seventies and eighties? Like if I'm a player that wants to go there now, I'm looking at, Hey, what have you done in the last year or two? You know, I also think with, with it, uh, and, and everyone kind of loves him now, but, you know, Dan, Dan Hurley has a shot to be, you, you know, the Roy Williams, the Coach K, that type of, you, you know, coach now where it's just like, you want to go to the NBA? UConn, you, you know, in the last how many years, how many NBA All-Stars have come through this program? We're winning titles more than everyone. Come through here. Yeah, yeah you can go to Duke, sure. Coach K ain't there anymore. You can go to North Carolina. You can play for a man named Hubert, or you can <laughs> – Win for you know play for a contender. We can go back to back. You forgot about Bill Self. Oh yeah, I forgot. Not sure in Bill Self. Uh, just so he is fine. He is not planning to retire at all. He will be back. So, uh, so yeah. What? So what happened? So he yeah. is like, is he full recovery? Is he still down? He had some coronary issues. I don't mm-hmm. think he ever officially had a heart attack. He probably had some chest pain. Went and got checked out. He had some uh, blockages or near blockages, probably some narrowing, and they put in some stents, and he is good to go. So, good. I mean, because if I because if Self would were to leave and Iowa State just starts dominating the conference, I don't want it because Bill Self left. Yeah. <laughs> we got to dominate him a few years before he finally retires and realizes that TJ is the man. So, yeah. I'm glad that he's back. Uh, I, I'm not sure Iowa State would be the ones taking the reins. Oh, who, who who would be in, in the in the new Big Twelve? Because we got Houston, BYU, Cincy, UCF coming next year. Who would be the if if Kansas ain't dominating for the next decade? Who's before be? you said Houston? I had Baylor on my mind. So yeah, okay. Scott Scott Drew's gonna get them back to where they need to be. Yeah, Scott. I feel like Scott Drew's got what it takes. I mean, everybody has a championship years. at least. What's that? I said he's won a championship at least, so he he has proven he can get it done. He he had all those years where it was just like, you know, Baylor's gonna Baylor, Clemson's gonna Clemson. Like they had that in college basketball, and then just they started putting it together. Now he's it's like Andy Reid. Yeah, he had the worst time management with the Eagles, and now he's just went through enough where he's figured it out. And, and I think you already know the answer to this, Brian. But uh, Scott Drew's coaching tree is pretty likable. You you I mean, one of the guys coming out of his tree almost convinced you to root for. Your arch nemesis, Tang. Tang came from Scott oh, Drew's Tang. coaching tree. Tang was like his assistant yeah. coach for Scott Drew's entire tenure, which is like almost twenty years now at Baylor, mm-hmm. or I think it might have been like thirteen or something. But in coaching, that's like a that's forever to be somewhere that long. So, do you do you think because Kansas State had a lot of special players this year? I did. mean, everyone talks about a lot of old. a lot of transfers. Like they they yep. brought in a lot of talent. Do they keep it? Do they keep it going next year? Like, or what? You know, was this the year that it just happened to all click? Because, you know, everyone loves Tang because he was a players' coach. Is he going to be able to once you don't have these special players and let them kind of do their thing? Like, it reminds me of like, do not take this the wrong way, but like Antonio Brown. You know, um, Tomlin was a players' coach, and he kept Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown playing football, you know, which, you know, sounds pretty mediocre until you saw them leave and all of a sudden they couldn't get on the freaking field right. and the off-field stuff. Is he going to be able to, you think, do that again next year at Kansas State? I, I think so. I mean, it always takes getting the right recipe and nobody knows the exact science of that. Otherwise, we'd have the same champion every single year. So yeah. I think they've got a legit chance. I think as far as they went, making the Elite Eight this year and playing as well as they did, Marquis Knoll being the absolute star that he was is only going to help 
they're recruiting next year. So, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to pull up twenty four seven sports because I I want to know who is like based on the you know call, uh, basketball rankings. I wonder where Kansas State is because I mean Iowa State right now. What year is this? Oh, 2022. Okay, sorry. I was I was looking at last year's numbers I mean, here. It's in his first year. He's already shown that he can make that transfer portal freaking sing and find yeah. find the talent and put it together. So, I I mean, he obviously knows how to find the guys he wants. And he had a real gem in Marquis Knoll, and he had some mm-hmm. solid pieces around him for sure. So and yeah, you, and and honestly, that you know, with them playing on the biggest stage in New York City. You know, in the Mecca, I, I think that's going to go gangbusters for him, dude. You know, I, Iowa State just signed their – this just pisses me off so much. Iowa State just had their best recruiting class, you know, in basketball. They have Omaha Blue. They they have four commitments. They have a five-star, a four-star, and two three-stars. They're ranked number nine in, in for next year's class here. Kansas just number five with, with not even remotely close to their top class, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just – it's it's absurd i mean but that's what it takes to stay relevant is you always mm-hmm. have to have the new that year after year in. success yeah because uh, i mean they're going to turn over their lineup again this year um i think at least two or three i think three maybe three or four guys have already said they're going to the nba so yeah um just for the big 12 quick kansas at five iowa state at nine Oklahoma State out of nowhere. They have three four stars coming in. They're at eleven right now. Really? We have we have inbound Houston at eighteen, and then you have Kansas State at twenty. Um, so I mean, and uh, Texas for one more year at twenty five. So, well, I mean, if there's know, anything we know about recruiting, is that even Jimbo Fisher can fuck it up. So yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> it, it, and honestly, in college basketball, too, you have less pieces. So if you fuck up yeah. one piece, it's it's you real. You get one bad apple. Like oh, they they're great on the floor, but say they like are terrible teammate. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's worthless. Okay. So yeah, you got to make it work. Yeah, I I but yeah, I, I agree. It, the, the Big Twelve, dude. I like. I'm looking at big. You know, Big Ten had quite a few that were up there as well, and I think the I think the normal blue bloods are going to be back next year. You know. But I, I mean, it's that Big Twelve conference is going to be a freaking juggernaut again, man. Just looking at the inbound recruiting, let alone everyone else that's staying, let alone the transfer port of everyone going. Man, if I want to play for the top tier basketball teams and get exposure for the NBA and be the most ready, I got to play in this league. You know, I, I feel like I feel like there's a level to that. Like there's also players that go there, get some camera time, and then mm-hmm. they go get more play time. I feel yep. like. I feel like that's also going to be kind of a method we see is where younger talent comes in, younger talent goes out. Uh, did Kansas have any prominent players in the transfer portal in or out? Uh, I know one of their big guys, Clementine. He didn't get a whole lot of time. He's the big white guy. He's headed out. I know that one. Uh, Grady Dick going NBA. Jalen Wilson, NBA. Um, Do you know where I'm that try- Clementine's going at all? No, I have no idea. I just know that he was going to the portal. Uh, my like the biggest one on my uh, question board is Dwayne Harris. Like he is a phenomenal point guard and he controls that team very well. He's a, an amazing floor general. His assist to turnover ratio this year was phenomenal. Uh, I th- the game they lost, he he had a very bad off game where he had like six turnovers, which only had two on the year up to that point. So. I, that's my biggest question is what is he going to do this year? No, I, uh, so the, the only reason I ask is just selfish reasons. Trent, did you hear that? Uh, Caleb grills, uh, in the transfer portal and that like West Virginia is one of the top landing <laughs> spots. Huggy of, course, of course he'd land in the, in the big 12, but, yeah. uh, you in, know, in the- uh, Williams right. and bloom were talking about that. And they said that, you know, wherever he lands, he's probably going to make six figures. Yeah, it's crazy. No, it's and and honestly, good on him. You want you want to know why? And you're gonna agree with this. Weird, he isn't talking shit about the 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 university that kicked him off the team yeah. because of behavior. He had nothing yep. but love at the end. And guess what? He saved face. He's going somewhere. Yep. He's getting paid. Like you said, up into the six figures, most likely. It's, you know, either way, he's getting paid. It's and, amazing how you can get treated whenever you own it. And you accept, yeah. you say, hey, I fucked up. 
thank you for your time. I deserve this, but I still mm-hmm. support you in the decision you made. Thank you. Like, do, do you think if he does go to West Virginia, and we always play West Virginia tough and hate West Virginia, do you think we boo him when he comes to Ames, or do you think there's a little bit of no. a cheering? I don't, no, I think I think it's cheering. Yeah, I, I, I I'm so. still a huge Caleb Grill fan. No, I don't care where he goes. I liked him when he left Iowa State the first time and he went to UNLV. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's that ex that just keeps getting away and training. Yeah. No, I think that. Uh, back. <laughs> yeah, I don't, there won't be any booing. I, I don't think with him. No. It, it isn't a Tyrese Hunter situation. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah, you know what I was. It's it just funny because like the complete it, opposite. Rodney Terry crying to the media because I was being mean to this player. That it's like. He left the wrong way. Look at how many. I mean, Blake Hinton just shoved it in dry in the tournament versus us, and we just go, "Yeah, is what it is," you know, because mm-hmm. he didn't say anything leaving out. He wasn't also a prominent figure, but like that will be the true test. If Caleb comes well, back and boos, then it's everyone. But I if don't think Tyrese leaves Iowa State and just shuts his mouth, then it is what it is. Yep, and he doesn't get booed the whole time he's in Des Moines for the tournament. But he didn't. He ran his mouth. He ran his mouth on Twitter mm-hmm. for months afterwards. Yeah, that that that's the huge difference. And and I agree. I I think if Caleb comes back, I think they do open arms. I bet you TJ is going to be hugging him. You know, at quarter handshake or whatever they'll allow him to do at the. You know, he how long has he been with the guy? You know, his whole career basically. Well. TJ went to South Dakota State mm-hmm. for a year or two, mm-hmm. and that was it. Other than that, he recruited him. He was with I at Iowa State with him, and then in UNLV with him, back at Iowa State with him. Yeah, so I mean, I, I agree. I think they they welcome back with open arms. Or I hope they do. And there's always going to be a few bad apples, but and that's again, if he stays in the Big Twelve. Yeah, you know. But I think, you know, it's we're, we're finally starting to see. I mean, how often at this time will we be panicking that like three players have transferred out and all this and this is bullshit? We're three years later into the transfer portal being a thing. Now we're going, OK, it's just free agency. You know, we, we've been burned on Tyrese leaving, but we've also ha- had Osuni coming in, you know, Jalen Holmes coming in. We've we've had the players coming in. Isaiah Brockington. Jesus. I, yeah. You, you know, we, we've benefited from it, too. It's just. Just a new era. Uh, it's it just interesting seeing how it's basically who can kind of buy their players on AL and who can recruit to to win. Yeah, and we really haven't had any this year. Luckily, any of the like underclassmen, like say, uh, you know, Taman Lipsy, who started as a freshman at point guard, like you know, he's staying as far as we know. Like he hasn't declared or hasn't hit the transfer portal, anything like that. So. It's yeah. good that we're retaining players right now, too. Uh, I know as much as people complain about him, Robert Jones is coming back. Dude, I hate I mean, that slander. Like, I'll be no offense. We all know he's not the best basketball player, but you're going to have Omaha. You're going to have Milan. You're going to have all these players. You need that type of leadership for a guy to just kind of give you minutes. He's a big body. He can rebound. He's athletic. And he's like, there's some real dumb plays he does, but I mean, I, I was happy to hear him return, dude. Dude plays with energy. I think he will kind of thrive with those younger, very talented players in the mm-hmm. system next year. Yeah, it's the, crazy I, to think next year at this time we will be doing amateur hour number fifty-seven, talking about Iowa State's national, national? championship in basketball. I, I love the enthusiasm, and I agree. That's exactly what's going to happen. Clark's going to be crying. Because yep. it's well, it's be, he's not going to be crying because the 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 Jayhawk women are going to two-peat. They're going to win the NIT again, <laughs> the WNIT. Um, but no, yeah. I, I uh, who knows the men might win the NIT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clark, if if Kansas doesn't wouldn't make the tournament for some god knows reason, they get invited to the NIT. Do they go or do they reject it like North Carolina? I think they'd go. You think they'd go? Bill yeah. Self would be I, above the. We're going to get these reps in. I respect that. Yeah. I think he'd go. I think as well. I, I think that I think it's just a certain level. I'm trying to even think like Notre Dame would have to go to like, do you want to go to the first responders bowl versus central Michigan? I think they would turn that down. Like you have to be a certain pedigree. Pedigree. There we go. Pedigree of, of school. 
and it has to be like the lower, you know, like the CBI of a bowl game in order to do that. You know, I'm trying to know. even think. With their, in football, like, Clemson dude, was like two years removed from a national championship, and they played Iowa State in the Cheez-It Bowl last year. Oh, the Cheez-It Bowl's prestigious, Trent, and you know it. Okay. <laughs> Remember Prince Cheezus or, or the, whatever the fuck his name was? <laughs> As a coin flip, God, I I'm sorry. Like you bring that up, and now I'm just angry because all I'm thinking is as much as we love Brock Purdy last year, I think it was stupid fucking play of the volley to to like he threw an interception, it bounced off someone, he volleyed it to a, a defensive player, and it was a pick six at that point. That that's the only thing I think of that cheese it game. <laughs> yep, that was pretty awful. Well, oh, why'd you bring that up, Trent? Well, we're gonna. You know, let's end on that bad note, actually. We're, <laughs> we're just that that'll be a funny enough end here. And I don't think we got much else basketball other than, you know, we'll probably do, you know, a couple of I don't know, man. I'd say we, we don't really cover a lot of co- summer sports. We might just take a little break or, you know, if we have new recruiting news or football stuff, we'll probably, you know, bring that up, you know, media days and stuff. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you involved on our socials when we know more. But uh Trent Clark, when do you want to hit the socials quick? Hit her, Trent. You want me to do it? All right. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Heartland Pulse and Facebook and YouTube at Pulse of the Heartland. Yeah, make sure to get on that Twitch and uh, and send us your all your bits we, that we're really blown up over there. <laughs> <laughs> so all right appreciate you guys that tuned in we'll catch you next week maybe i guess i don't know see ya see ya